Hello, welcome to the Dear Writer podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. We're two aspiring collaborative authors sharing our writing journey with you. The ups, the downs, and everything in between. Whether you're just starting out or a more experienced writer, we hope that you'll find this podcast inspiring and thought-provoking. And here's the show. Welcome back to Dear Writer, everyone. Today, we have another author spotlight episode, and we have Kendall Coppola. I hope I'm saying that right. Coppola, but I guess as a pseudonym, it doesn't really matter. (laughs) (laughs) Kendall Coppola. Um, with us on our author spotlight today. So welcome. And yeah, we're recording episode 66. So Kendall is a New Zealand author, which is really exciting because we've hardly had any New Zealand authors on here. So that makes me really happy. And he's based in Auckland. He loves creative projects, so writing novels and screenplays, but also videography and photography. His debut book, Two Years Till Thursday, True Stories from a Truly Hopeless Romantic, came out in December 2021. And when he isn't writing or working on these creative projects, Kendall likes to play piano, skateboard, and watch films. So hi, Kendall. Hey, nice to see you. It's great to have you on. I'm very excited about this interview. So what we usually end up asking our interviewees at the start, just sort of to get us warmed up, is just to tell us about how you first got started writing. Yeah, so I didn't start writing until I was like a teenager. I kind of, it all came through like wanting to write screenplays. So I've kind of written with the intention of kind of directing films for a long time. So I've written way more screenplays or spent time writing for the screen than I have prose. Um, which is slowly changing in the last couple of years as I've got more interested in um, prose. But yeah, at about 15, I just started writing like feature screenplays and I just got straight into like really long form stuff because I, I didn't even really like know what a short film was. So like the first thing I wrote was like already kind of intended to be like a feature film. So right. like that was kind of how I, I got into it. I just fell in love with film at 15 and then just did some googling I'm like oh they write scripts first and then I just like downloaded the script for Pulp Fiction to look at the formatting so I knew what to do and then yeah I just started writing like that and I just got quite encouraged by like getting good responses from like English teachers when you do like creative writing assignments and stuff and I remember when I was sixth form I just I had written this super corny like romantic like fiction story for my creative writing which was just totally fantasy because I hadn't even experienced any romance at that point in my life. So it should have, it really was a fantasy fiction. (laughs) But I just remember the teacher, like my friend was sitting next to me and the teacher kind of was trying to help them like use some different kind of like techniques, like alliteration or whatever. And then she was just like, see, look at this story. And then she like started reading (laughs) something from mine as like an example of like, this is how you can use these things or whatever. And I just like, you know, when you get your first kind of high five or encouragement of like, oh, you're like, you can do this. Like, and it wasn't from like, kind of, it was more of a like, that's like where I felt comfortable in the class at school. Like I enjoyed maths and stuff like that, but I was always way more comfortable with media studies and English. So that kind of just encouraged me. But at that point, yeah, it was all screenplays until probably like I was in my early twenties. And then I wrote like what I think is probably maybe like one of the worst things ever to be written um, (laughs) as my first novel when I was like, I don't know, maybe like 
21 or something like that. Um, And then I didn't write another book for like maybe six years because I was just writing heaps of screenplays and stuff. But yeah, that was kind of like everything started with screenplays. And then eventually I just kind of fell in love with writing as a whole and just started like dabbling in like poetry and other things. And now I'm kind of like obsessed with prose at them or at least for the last two years I have been yeah what happened to the to the worst thing that you've ever written that book <laughs> is it hidden in a drawer somewhere for no one to ever oh, see the, it actually appears in in my current nonfiction book as like uh in one of the stories of the failed like romantic attempts and it definitely plays a bad role in there like that's how bad <laughs> it is like it like ruined like even other stuff in my personal life that's how bad it was <laughs> oh my god so like if anyone reads the book they'll like see like oh yeah that like it's it's I I I remember looking back at it like a couple years ago I found it on like an old hard drive like my word doc and I was like oh that was like a lot of work maybe I could just like do another draft and make it better and then I started reading it I'm like oh no it's like so terrible (laughs) like you it, it would be easier to write another whole book like then to try and make this one better like it was just I was reading the first page and I actually felt so like embarrassed for myself that like (laughs) anyone else even looked at it fortunately only like a couple people even looked at it but yeah it's kind of crazy to think like that I thought I must have thought that that was good at the time I totally understand that we we were the same with our like we we read it now and our first attempts at like the current book that's out, it's gone through like so many iterations that when we read the original version, it's like some sort of strange spoof of the current version. But it's just we're like in hysterics, crying with laughter whenever we <laughs> try so- and read it. Like I can't get past like a chapter without <laughs> bursting yeah, into tears. Yeah, and I'm kind of, of like, oh, am I going to think that way in five years when I look back on stuff I've written now? But I hope that it's like, Maybe it will be similar, but not to the same dramatic level of kind of disgust. Um, (laughs) And yeah, I kind of, I feel like that was literally just a really big kind of practice. Like the same way that I probably wrote like 400 pages of screenwriting in terms of like maybe five, six feature screenplays before I even thought, okay, it's getting like, it's okay now like I'm I'm not like oh it's great but I'm like it's there's something there whereas the first like I'm like oh you just write a whole bunch of stuff that's just kind of like practices which is a lot of work to just practice but if you're not like some prodigy I feel like it's necessary and most people aren't going to be prodigies like I definitely am not like a prodigy writer so it (laughs) took me like thousands and like hundreds of thousands of words to get out of my system before I even felt like it was bearable that I wanted to like kind of that I was excited to share things with people, I guess. Yeah, totally get that. And I think that's inspiring for like anyone who's at that start of the the road, you know, and finding it difficult is that you do get better eventually. <laughs> I, I think it would be interesting because obviously as we've all started quite an early age, I think it would be almost interesting starting at a later age and trying like whether you'd have more perspective on the level of where your writing is at a later stage or not. <laughs> I don't really I hope know. that you would. I think like you would still have to work through a lot, but I think you could probably get there faster just based on like 
your kind of handle on the language and your understanding of human beings and behavior and relationships is all so much yeah. further enhanced than it would be as a 16 year old say or a 21 year old that you would probably have more nuanced observations about life by that point that you could express like much more eloquently than you could as a 15 year old yeah we found ours were just quite dramatic <laughs> in the teenage years so was there anything that inspires your writing anything that sticks out to you that kind of helps you to get ideas or really drives kind of your passion and so you write primarily in the romance genre is that correct I kind of well it's funny because this is I guess the first thing that I've put out as like in a book form but most of like the screenplays that I've written uh, kind of all over the place. Like I've written everything from like teen romance to like stuff set in the future to like um, a superhero teen movie to like really intense adult drama, like kind of depressing type stories. And most of them are just really, I'm just really obsessed with a uh, kind of character study and drama as a whole. And I get, I guess very inspired just like by the people in my life, the, things mm -hmm. that I kind of aspire to be so I often write about characters that I find inspiring so I, I often write about very driven characters because that inspires me and very motivated people and kind of the roadblocks they have because that's kind of part of life that I'm interested in but in terms of like inspiration besides the obvious of just like your friends people you fall in love with people you know like people you admire I have this thing where I don't know how common it is for someone to like read a book or watch a film and kind of be inspired in the way of like, oh, I thought it would have been better if it went this way. Or I, uh, you watch a scenario play out and you kind of go, oh, this would be super exciting if this character actually decided to do this. And then it kind of like, you get a kind of a shot of like, you start to imagine your own world and, and things like that. And often even if like a, a film will give me a certain emotion, but the emotion doesn't actually like fit what's happening on screen, but it just conjured up something in me that makes me imagine something else. And like I've often come up with ideas that are kind of these weird, like hybrids of like a feeling from this film, a kind of like an uh, image from this film and then like a character from my real life. And then these things kind of like weirdly just naturally merge. And then every once in a while, like maybe every, couple years I'll literally just be like sitting in the shower and some random idea will just come to me like fully formed as a story which hardly ever happens but when it does it's like super exciting because I'm not really like all on that kind of like divine inspiration kind of like trip <laughs> yeah. but like it does happen sometimes and there are some ideas where I'm like I literally don't even know where that came from but it's really exciting but the main thing is like I just get excited about specific characters like plot doesn't really come plot comes out of character I never start with plot I always like am like oh I want to tell a story about like a seven-year-old girl violinist who makes her money from busking and pays for this and I want to know like then the story will come around that world for example or I want to write a story about a teenage tennis savant who can't afford to do this so this person comes into their life and it's like what do these characters how do these characters like conflict with each other and then the kind of plot just comes naturally from that so I'm very inspired by like characters and people 
and then everything kind of just naturally forms around them because it's like well those people have to eat those people have friends those people have jobs so you kind of just the more I get to know the characters then the more I understand what the plot of the story is if that makes sense totally does does. yeah I love character driven stories and it's a lot of the the way that I write too and I think that's where a lot of the flexibility in our writing comes if we decide to change something it's usually because a character is taking a slightly different path to what we expect or something so I totally understand that and one of the one of my favorite things like not like a little bit in the prose but mostly from like writing screenplays is like I just love to have a character that I'm excited about and then another character I'm excited about and I'll just like put them in a room together and just get them to start talking and then I will like because I have a feeling about who that person is and who the other person is if they're at a cafe together or if they're just seen a film and they're walking down the street together I'll just start writing dialogue and I'll just discover so much about them because I'm like oh this character would ask this kind of question and then I'll just like naturally answer it and I'll just kind of like have all these like fake conversations on paper and then that will kind of that might not even be in the script or the book but I'll learn so much about their characters that I'm like confident to then progress with the story after that because they just had like a 20 minute conversation and I'm like oh yeah of course you like those kind of books and you listen to that kind of music and then well if you listen to that kind of music then you probably go to these kind of shows and you hang out with these kind of people so I definitely love like walking talking movies and dialogue heavy stuff so that's one of my favorite things is just to get characters talking I love that because it's that's a really good uh tip for people to sort of learn more about their characters I use a similar one, except I tend to converse with the character like me to them as a more therapist kind of scenario (laughs) (laughs) where I'll be like, you know, I'll write out like an interview, like, you know, so you're currently in this situation. How are you feeling about that? (laughs) But um, that almost sounds better when you're having like issues with character conflict and like them not working or gelling together that well yeah because I feel like if you can't if your characters that say you have two characters that are friends if you can't write a scene where they're just hanging out for half an hour and you can write like 10 pages of dialogue or whatever or two pages in a book of dialogue then you probably don't actually know your characters well enough yet and that's like a good gauge of like oh should you be writing chapters about this person when you don't even know what kind of food they like or where they went to school or where they grew up so it's kind of that same way like actors will want to know the backstory for their characters even if that backstory has nothing to do specifically with the scene it's going to help them understand how to behave and I think the same thing I think there's a lot actually like from when you read books about acting and you work with actors that can be applied to writing that's really interesting um the same way that oh you want backstory you want motivation you want all these things that you're not going to see that on screen, but the performance is not going to be as believable if the actor doesn't know those things. And I think same things for the writer. You might not be writing all the subtext and talking about all this backstory stuff, but if you don't know that, then the way that they behave, you know, on a date is not going to be as authentic if you don't know that information. I totally agree. That kind of goes well into one of our other questions, just sort of bringing in the working with actors side of things is how do you find juggling your writing with um, all your other creative projects that you've got going 
going on because there's quite a lot by the looks, but it all looks very exciting. <laughs> it would be hard to prioritize them, I imagine. Yeah, I. it is like difficult. And that I guess that's the key word, priority, is where like it's probably not a spoiler. Like I don't have a big social life. Like my social life is projects. So the friends that I have, the people that have become my closest friends over the years have just naturally become the people that I make projects with, whether they're actors or other like, like musician or artists or writers and things like that, because you all kind of want to do the same thing. You're all wanting to do all these creative projects and things. So you don't really like necessarily, you don't go meet up for coffee or you don't go out for a drink. You like make a film together and you hang out like that you talk in the between takes or you meet about something and then you spend the last half an hour just kind of like catching up and talking about their life and stuff like that so for me i kind of try to find a way to have the balance where maybe on paper it seems like there's no balance because it's all just projects but i'm doing the projects with people that are actually like my friends and that i want to work with but i also want to socialize with that's like my favorite type of thing is to make something with people that I really like so I feel like I'm kind of getting that high of social interaction and fun but I'm also getting that high of like creative expression but with the writing it's different because you just do it by or I do it by myself I've never written anything with anyone else before um, at least not in any substantial way so I definitely just have to be very regimented I'm quite a like anal schedule type person and for me that's kind of the most productive way that I've found to actually get things like a book finished and yeah I definitely sometimes prioritize the writing over like maybe seeing somebody or whatever just because I know how hard it is to finish something and I know if I don't keep to that regimented schedule um, it's going to be very difficult so that's like a never ending challenge. I assume it's the same for every writer, just balancing like sitting by yourself and the rest of your whole life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely always a challenge. It never feels like there's enough minutes in the day <laughs> ever. Yeah. My process for writing at the moment is I like definitely write is usually uh, the first part of my day. So I usually will, not like in the last couple of weeks because I've been on like Christmas break and away with family and stuff. But like, say for example, the five weeks before Christmas, it would be like wake up at six and then I would do my writing sprint after I do like my little morning routine and things like that. So that by the time it's seven thirty, eight o'clock, like I've already got 80 to a hundred percent of my writing done for the day before most people I know are like wanting to do stuff out in the real world. And I thankfully am like way more productive in the morning. <clears throat> and most people don't want to like hang out at like six 30 in the morning. Which is good. <laughs> yeah, so like, it's good I, it's, I'm not like, there's not like an opportunity cost there for me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I definitely regiment it like that. I kind of like schedule in my calendar, like, the blocks of time that I'm going to write and I try and stick with it. I was going to ask, flick back a little bit to publishing. I was just wondering if you've, when you're writing your screenplays and your books, if you were always writing them with the view of either for the books getting them published or the films having them picked up and being made into a film, or were they more for you at the start and then, 
you know, then you decided, hey, maybe the world might like to see this. I don't know if it's a copper answer, but it's always both. Like I never write something because I think somebody else will want to read it. I always write it because I want to write the story. Like it feels important for me to like in the kind of corny way of like, oh, it's like me expressing myself. Like I want to write the story because it helps me. Like I know everything I write is me subconsciously or consciously dealing with some kind of insecurity, defect, personality, like problem or whatever that I'm trying to like do some kind of self-therapy on. It's through like, like each screenplay or book is like me dealing with some kind of like problem I have with myself, with someone else, with the world or whatever. But then because I feel like, well, if I want to read it, then like I'm not that special. So someone else should theoretically want to read it if I'm interested in it because it's not like the stuff that I'm interested in zero people are interested in so in that kind of way I feel like if you write for yourself you naturally are writing for other people even if that's not your intention because you're not like some unique like snowflake that only you like romance or only you like drama or only you like period whatever so I think I'm always kind of doing both like with the screenplays and with the novels I feel like I would be a kind of disadvantaged if I thought too much about the end game or the publishers or whatever and I probably would feel like I was maybe not being authentic if I felt too much about the marketability of it but it's impossible not to you know like we're all aware of like what's popular out there what's like what's progressive what's PC what's not PC what's like appropriate what's kind of trending and all those kind of things so but I try to keep it to like why am I why am I actually writing this story? <clears throat> and one of my favorite like sayings from this artist that I really like, who's a painter, and he just kind of puts it real bluntly, and he just says, "If uh, you're not expressing yourself, that's why you suck." And <laughs> I always think of that because I'm like, if I'm writing something and I just start to feel a little bit like fake about it, I'm like, am I truly expressing myself? And it's like a really corny thing to think about, but it's like if you're not, then it probably sucks. It could suck and you're expressing yourself, but it definitely sucks if you're not <laughs> expressing yourself. <laughs> so yeah, I, I kind of, if you're truly, truly expressing yourself, I feel like no matter what anybody says, it has some kind of merit. Totally agree with that. You know, writing to market, if you're not passionate about it as well, then you're probably not going to do as well as what you hope to do anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. I had that recently, actually. I was trying to write a short story for like a anthology thing. And I was like, okay, I'll just like write this like random idea. And I started writing. It. I'm like, oh my gosh, this really sucks. Like this <laughs> is so not me. Like it sucks. I like deleted it, tried again. I was like, no, this is, this is like really terrible. So I was like, maybe the idea just like wasn't, it's like my idea, but I didn't like really like it that much. Um, so I went back to the drawing board and I came up with a new idea and then I started writing it and then I wrote like a thousand words almost straight away. And I was like, this is much better. <laughs> yeah. I feel like in a, in a strange way, you almost have to feel like you're kind of removing a part of your skin for each story. Like it has to, something has to come out of you. And that's like a very dramatic way. And I have like a very intense relationship with like writing and filmmaking. But for me, I'm like, if something's got to be coming out of you, Otherwise, it's, it's almost like, what's the point? And it doesn't matter whether it's a comedy or a drama or a fantasy or whatever. If you're not kind of putting your soul into it, then I don't know how other people are going to access it properly. 
So talking about putting your soul out there, do you want to tell us about your book, Two Years Till Thursday? Um, Yeah, so the book, well, it's weird because it definitely, unlike, say, like the other book that I wrote and then the other things that I'm working on, it didn't actually start as a book. It just started as, I didn't even know what it was. It was just me writing like much more organized diary entries, like collating experiences and it's a basically it's a kind of a just a collection of short stories that all have the same kind of hopeless romantic theme to it so it's not a memoir because it's not like my life story it's just stories from my life specifically about one subject which is romantic experience mostly failures so it started with just like oh, I wrote like one short story that was just like one chapter and then something else would happen and then I'd write another chapter and then I never, even at that point, I didn't even really think of it as a book until quite a few years ago, I'd be like at my friend's house and I'd be telling her about this like date I went on and I'd just be explaining the story completely like earnest and straight and she'd just be like laughing the whole time. And I don't even know why it was funny. Like, I'm just like, I'm just being honest about like what I was thinking, what was happening and my train of thought. And she was like, people don't think like this. Like, why aren't you writing about this? Because at that point I had made like a bunch of stuff with her and she was an actor. And so she had read like my screenplays and things like that. And she kind of thought like, oh, this is like, this is good. You should be writing about this stuff too. Because this is basically like, this is ridiculous. Like the way you think is not, you think it's normal, but like other people probably would just find it like really ridiculous and amusing and maybe interesting or entertaining. (laughs) Like, little examples like I would be like oh like you know I make sure and like research everything on the menu so I know exactly what I'm going to order and stuff so that I won't even hesitate when the waiter comes and have an awkward silence or lose the momentum (laughs) in the conversation or like I will make sure I have like heaps of cash on me just in case the EFOS machine is not working so I can still definitely pay for the date and things like that and just all these things that I would be going through in my head to like prepare like She'd be walking down the road and I would see her, but then I'd look back at my book so we don't make awkward eye contact for like 50 meters while she's walking. And then I can like count down from 10 in my head so I can look up at the perfect timing as if it was like meant to be when she arrived, you know, just like all these kind of things that for me, I was like, oh, this is normal. Like, this is how people behave. And then I would be like telling a friend about it and they're like, what are you doing? Like, just like, just chill out and like go on the day. Like, um, which is obviously impossible for someone with that kind of head. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) You know, I think it's when you're an overthinker like that, other people can't really understand it too much because they're like, what? How do you have that many thoughts to begin with? And then how is this like like affecting every single moment throughout your day? But you're like, "Don't, don't you think like that? Yeah, there's so many things going on all the time, yeah. And that, yeah, so that was kind of, there were a couple ex- like experiences with a couple different friends where I would come home from something and then I would like see them the next day and I'd be telling the story. And then like, cause I'm like, oh, I don't consider myself like a very funny person. But when I would telling these stories that weren't supposed to be funny, these like people just kept laughing. And I was like, this doesn't, I'm not sure what's going on here. And then I was like, oh, like, I guess it's funny, like not for me, but it's funny for other people. And so I kind of just, yeah, over the last, I never like sat down and just like wrote the book, like things would just happen. 
and then like six months later like <clears throat> that interaction or experience with that person would be completely in the past and then later i'd be like oh yeah that's kind of like like that's quite funny or whatever or that's quite sad some of the chapters are very sad and then some of them are just embarrassing and humiliating yeah eventually it got to the point where i had enough chapters that it kind of felt like even though it was an anthology because it was all the same character and the same kind of topic it felt like there was a character arc there and there was a journey because maybe the way i behaved in 2013 and a story was different to had changed a little bit but maybe not so much embarrassingly like in the 2018 story and kind of just almost seeing this kind of ridiculously emo like hopeless romantic person just like fumble through these experiences and have some nice moments but then mostly embarrassing moments and I just thought that could be quite a kind of like a I guess like a comforting thing for like other people who think in a similar way that like oh yeah like other people are super emo too and like you shouldn't feel so bad about it because it's always that that's like the most cliche of all when you're like oh it made me feel less alone or whatever like that would be nice if people could read it and feel a little bit less ridiculous about themselves and their behavior because other people do it too yeah so it came out in december 21 uh, 2021 how did you find your publishing journey in releasing the book do you have any challenges or anything in specific that was i almost feel like i don't even have an answer to this question because i'm like so like i've just done nothing i haven't even started promoting it like i've literally just, understand that i kind of christmas i don't know like i just put it on amazon and the self-publishing thing well, obviously there was some work involved. Like it took ages to do mm-hmm. all the formatting and research how all that stuff was. Then you get the author proof sent to you and then you're like, oh yeah, I'm happy with it. And like, I got my friend to like, he's a really good artist. So I got him to design the book cover and choosing all those things. But after that, like once I put it on there, like I just did nothing, which is like so stupid and horrible. But I f- like, I feel like because it's not a movie and doesn't need to like make heaps of money in the first three days at the box office, otherwise it's like a, a flop. Like I'm kind of like taking my time about it. And I'm actually like, like with the priorities thing, I'm prioritizing like the words that I have to write every day for this next book more than I am promoting this thing. Cause in a weird way, I feel like this book and another novel that I finished, which I haven't put out. And then the book that I'm kind of halfway through at the moment, I'm like, these three books are going to be like my practice books that I don't hate. And then (laughs) I already know that the book I want to write, the two books that I want to write after the one that I'm through now, I feel like those could be, I don't know, something that I'm like, oh, I would really push for. Maybe the one that I'm writing right now, we'll see how it goes. But I feel very much like the the main reason why I kind of just put it out was because I knew I could just have a paperback of it and share it with certain people that I knew were specifically interested. And then maybe in like later this month or over the course of the summer, I'll do some promotion and send it to like some reviewers and influencers or whatever, and just see if it maybe has a chance. But for the most part, it was just like the ease of the whole Amazon and the KDP like platform that kind of encouraged me to do that. Otherwise I might not have even done it because I would just be so like, I get to this really bad thing where I just keep on creating and I don't even think about like putting stuff out there. It's almost like I'm in this weird fantasy world where I'm just like, oh, one day I'll like 
I'll just have made some crazy break in like filmmaking or whatever. And then I can just like release all these books and, <laughs> and sell all these scripts, like just in a big pile because they're all just sitting there finished, you which is extremely naive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of like, I don't know. I get, I'm like terrible at like any kind of like, I didn't even bother to like make an Instagram account, even though like I talked to Ashley about stuff like this and I'm like, Oh, I know it's a good idea, but I'm just like, I'm just so lazy when it comes to, like I'm the opposite of like oh I don't have any problem just like doing heaps of work and like writing and finishing the book and I, I don't have a lot of problem with like procrastination all those things but when it comes to anything outside of the actual writing part and the creative part then I have all the procrastination in the world I'm like oh just like I have a box of the books right here that I'm like supposed to be like sending to certain people I haven't even started yet because I'm like oh I'm more excited about writing the next book than I am about telling like some influences that they should read the book even though I know that that's the only way that it'll reach the readers that I want it to reach I just I need to get better at actually finding the drive to promote it to to get to its audience because I feel I believe there's an audience for it I just need to do the work to to let that audience know yeah no, since I think it's an interesting way to look at it as like you have your books that you really hope in the future will do well and then you have your trial like practice books to like figure out how the whole thing sort of you know works to get your head around it all I quite I quite like you know that mindset about it yeah it kind of just goes back to me knowing that I'm not some prodigy writer and it's going to take like a lot of practice and like that first very first novel was like a complete write-off and these ones, I'm like, oh, I would be happy to just put them out. And if I did a little bit of promotion at some point, and if it found an audience, it found an audience, if it didn't, I wouldn't be like embarrassed that it existed. Like I am the other novel. I'm like, I am happy with it. And this one that I'm writing now, I'm like, oh, I feel like it does have potential. But I've literally like specifically saved this other story that I know or I believe requires a certain level of experience and like skill that I feel like I needed to write a few books before I got to this one because I wouldn't do the story justice if that makes sense totally um I also think there's something to be said for developing a backlist you know apparently that is one of the things that writers should be focusing on not that we have quite I mean we've written a few but we've only got one out so I can't speak to it too much yet but it apparently helps a lot with sales if you have a bit of a backlist and then readers can um, say, hey, I really liked the stuff from this author. Um, what else do they have? And it helps people keep their attention focused on you a bit more than just having one book and then kind of wondering, oh, when's the next one going to be out? So that apparently helps a lot as well. So it's not necessarily the wrong way to do it either. Yeah, and I know this one won't even count in that backlist because obviously the fiction stuff that I would release in the future would just be under my real name. Um, so I wouldn't be able to use any potential momentum that I may or may not be able to create in the future. But that's like totally fine because I'm just like, I assume I'll just be writing like a lot of fiction and that yeah. will just be a weird one-off. And then maybe one day people might connect the dots and go, oh, that's actually the same person. But yeah, I think definitely just, having like if your third book becomes your successful thing to know that people can find other other work by you is is pretty cool yeah when it comes to your I don't know writing publishing whatever what do you find is your biggest challenge 
I think at the when I first started writing prose, the biggest challenge was just whether I should even be doing this because I definitely felt like after that that write-off one many years ago, I was like, oh, this just isn't my medium. Like as much as I like it, it's not like I just suck at it. And so the first thing I wrote after all those years that was prose, like I read, I read Sally Rooney's first two books and I was just so inspired that I couldn't not write prose after that. I had written only screenplays for like five years or something. And then the idea of writing a screenplay after reading conversations with friends and normal people just seemed like a foreign concept because I was just so infatuated by this kind of fiction prose world that I just started like spewing out like chapters on this new story that I just hadn't even like thought about. I just like, I literally just like opened my thing and I'm like, I'm just going to start writing. Like that's how much I wanted to write. I didn't even know what to write. And I got about like 10,000 words in, and then I kind of just stopped. And I was like, oh, what if this is just absolute trash? Like the last one. And then I was kind of in this kind of the challenge was like, yeah, but that was like five years ago. Like you're obviously not going to be writing in the same level or the same style, but I was really hung up. So I kind of just sent it to a couple of my sisters and kind of got their feedback on it. And I felt encouraged in a way of like, okay, actually I'll continue. So in the level four lockdown of last year, after the, I had I had those 10,000 and then I opened them up again. And in that lockdown, I just like finished that novel. So I kind of felt that for me, like one of the biggest challenges always just being this kind of feeling of inadequacy and trying to get over that. And I feel like just by writing so much over the last couple of years, I've kind of like overcame that in a way of like, if you just keep on doing it, you kind of just like convince yourself that that's what you do. Because at first I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe I should just keep writing screenplays and stuff and try and develop them and, and all that. And then you kind of, you know, you get it, you know, 200,000 words later and you're like, oh, maybe I actually like, uh, I really, you know, I really like this and it is actually part of who I am now. So it took a long time. Like it's only now like, you know, two and a half books in, in the last couple of years that it's really starting to feel like, yeah, I just like write prose. That's just something I do. But yeah, took a long time. And that was definitely a big challenge of just feeling comfortable in that world which is ridiculous because you're by yourself no one's even like looking at you but you still it takes a long time to get comfortable in your own skin and feel like you're actually like worthy of the blank page as corny as it sounds yeah and you know speaking about that like it sounds like your processes leans a little bit more towards what they call pantsing or being a, a pantser rather than plotting everything out or how would you say that you tend to write usually yeah I would say as far as like things like outlining or research or those those things are different for like each story but in terms of the process is is very like I just kind of like go with it like I don't know 100% I just have this like rough idea of what's going to happen and I kind of have some key points in mind. Often I wouldn't even write them down, but I'm usually only thinking about the next thing because I've kind of learned enough from my past writing experiences that 
if I think too far ahead, it's just a waste of time for how I work because I will let myself go on tangents and stories and characters, lives and things like that, that if I was to plan three scenes ahead, by the time I actually write the next scene, I'm going to discover new things about that character in that scene that is going to then make that other scene seem inappropriate or kind of like inauthentic and things like that. So I might know, like, for example, like the story right now is like a very melodramatic romance fiction. And I'm like, I know that these people are like going to get together and then they're going to break up or whatever. And then that she's, this person's going to meet somebody else and this is going to happen. But I don't know any more than that. Like that's as vague as it will go. And I will discover all the details on the way. So it's very much just a daily grind of just putting in my, they're like, I call them like sprints. Like I would just do like, okay, 45 minute sprint, like every day or 45 and a half an hour. And I won't, I'll just write. I won't really spend much time like plotting things out and thinking too far ahead because I know that that's almost like a part of procrastination for me is if I did that, because it's getting in the way of the actual writing. Um, and for me, like, especially in this current mindset that I have, like there's nothing more important than just getting the words down each day. Yeah. I'm kind of curious just because that Ashley and I, obviously being co-writers we have to do a lot more planning with our books do you yeah that would be impossible to do that as a duo I guess (laughs) (laughs) because you don't even like you might just go off in different directions and you don't (laughs) it would be hard to piece it together at the end but do you find when you edit them does it do you find it makes it trickier to edit or does it still tend to follow like an arc or how have you kind of found the editing process I kind of, I feel like I just trust like the kind of intuition of it so much that I like, if I'm writing it, it just feels right. Like I, I've, I kind of haven't like written a chapter and just kind of gone with my gut about what's going on and then finishing going, oh, that kind of felt forced or whatever, because going back to that whole thing with character is because I'm basing everything out of like character kind of authenticity and motivation that well if the character like if that's what they would do that's what they would do um whereas I feel like if I plotted it then maybe once I got into the nuance of the situation that I plotted out I might discover that it didn't feel right but because I'm only going from character it's kind of it's hard you that whole thing like oh it's hard to be angry like at the truth like like in the same way that like well it's either your character would, would do that or they wouldn't do that. But if you're thinking about something that they're going to do in two years or in six months, well, you, you can't really answer that truthfully because you haven't written everything they did in the six months leading up to that. So it might be false. Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel like, I guess that would be a unique challenge for people working in groups or who are working in that plotting way is that it may work or it may not. And then that's a different kind of challenge, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I assume then you must start basically at the beginning and right to the end. I assume you're not someone who like writes a chapter, <laughs> chapter 20, writes chapter five, writes, I don't know, chapter 17. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I start at the beginning and weirdly I've written 
the last paragraph for this current book, um, even though I'm only about like 50,000 in at the moment. But that totally could change when I get there. I literally just wrote it down because I just had the sentence structure already in my head. And I was just like, I might as well write it down just in case like I forgot it. But that totally could change. But that's weird. I've never done that before. This was a unique um, situation. But yeah, always I always start at the at the beginning. There was one instance where this story that I'm currently writing, there was I knew 100% that this one scene was going to happen. And it was only like a few hours in the future. So like there wasn't much that was going to happen in between them that could possibly change that. So I did jump ahead and write that. And I came back and then wrote in between then. But that's a very also very kind of odd because usually you're kind of jumping in days or whatever. But yeah, very kind of, uh, if the story is linear, then I usually will definitely be writing it in a linear yeah. kind of fashion. <laughs> One more question randomly about writing. How have you found writing scripts versus writing like your novels has it been really different is the process really different like has it taken some adjustment or how how have you found that I found since I started like being really interested in writing prose it's so much more liberating because you just do whatever you want you jump like you know you're you're writing a scene where like two people are falling in love and they're walking up a mountain ride And then you can just jump back in that person's life and explain a scenario that happened with her sisters that is quite relevant to the feeling that she's having right now and this experience or whatever, or a past romantic experience and how that is making this thing feel like deja vu or whatever. Like you can't really do that in a script. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, you can, but like there's so much more expectation around, like there's so much more rigidity with the structure and the kind of uh, audience expectation and even just the parameters of what's possible and things like you're, you're even thinking about silly things like budget and things like that. If like, you're like me and you want to direct it and you're thinking about like, Oh, is this even possible to do? And things like that in a book, you just, everything that comes to you, you can just spill out. And I found that to be really fun and I'm really enjoying just being able to just, write everything that just feels true to the moment and be have no concern about format style like you can do whatever you want like you can change tense if you want to you can do anything and whether people like it or not that's a different story but like it's not there just feels to be so many less um barriers around what you feel like you can do obviously you can always do whatever you want but it feels like you can do more and (laughs) um even just like how long it can be, you know, it could totally be like a 150 page book, or it could be a 500 page book, like it doesn't really matter. But if you're writing a feature screenplay, then you're kind of thinking about like, well, it should be like a two hour movie and blah, 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 or this is the genre that it is. So people don't really want to watch that genre for this long or this short. So yeah, I've really enjoyed the, um, the free flow of it, because in the screenplay, like, you can't indulge yourself. I guess it's very indulgent, the <laughs> prose writing. Like you can't indulge yourself and like you're not going to write some 1,000 word scene description about the trees and the landscape and the person's hairdo and all that stuff. You're just going to be like, oh, exterior. They were out on a farm and her hair was this color, you know, and then you just get to the, get to the action and write the dialogue. So, yeah, I've really enjoyed the kind of adventurous nature of prose. I imagine it must be quite freeing to be able to 
dive a bit more intimately into characters' thoughts um, rather than screenplays when you have to show it all through like dialogue and through actions. How have you found that? Yeah, that's been awesome because that's like <laughs> that's kind of like the main problem with any script is or any especially adaptations of books is that all of a sudden you've got mountains of information that was interior that the audience doesn't know and you have to find a way to show that so Mm -hmm. in a way it's that's a different challenge and exciting thing about screenplays is that you have to show everything you have to like use things like costume and production design and time of day and location and all these things are going to show things about your character that you could just say in one line of interior dialogue or kind of narration in a book so yeah they're both like I enjoy both and I think it's just fun to just try both of them out because it's a very different challenge I guess yeah I've never tried to write a screenplay so very it's very intriguing (laughs) hearing your comparison about it yeah, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely um, more for me. Like, not for, it's definitely way more, like, uh, universally structured. I remember at one point I um, attempted to put, like, the first short part of When the Rain Falls into a script, and it was very interesting exercise to do. I actually think it would be quite good for prose writers in general to to try it and see how it feels because it does make you think a lot more about like the setting and like how to show things rather than have their thoughts like come across but it took like a lot of work and it was like you know literally like the shortest paragraph became quite extended in the script because (laughs) it's like how do I you know and I was probably doing it wrong so (laughs) too much description or something I don't know but it was it was an interesting exercise. I would recommend it. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to try it at some point. <laughs> See how that goes. I've just got probably one more question before we begin to wrap things up. And it would be sort of what projects do you have planned on the horizon? Like, is there anything else that's coming out soon? I know you mentioned like a couple of other books. Yeah, the I guess from the writing perspective, there's the one novel that's just like kind of like a guess contemporary fiction that I've written that I don't feel like based on, and this is where it's like annoying because you think too much about like what's kind of like trending or what's like appropriate or what's people want or whatever, is that I feel like the one that I'm currently writing would, I would want to put out before that one. And then oh, yeah. if I, if that was in any way, successful or found an audience then I would want to put out the other one because I just feel like I feel like there's an audience for both but one would be way more accepted if it came off the hands of someone who had already had a little bit of success because I think the way people would judge it would be differently and that's just mainly because in the book I'm writing right now people's kind of race and culture is very is it's not a big but it's definitely present and part of the story whereas in the other fiction book race and culture is not part of the book almost at all and obviously writing about race and culture is like whether it's a romance or it's a period drama it's like the hottest thing in the world right now um, Mm -hmm. is writing about 
just anything to do with that. So, um, and having it front and center to the characters' lives. Um, whereas like these characters in this other book obviously have a race and a culture, but it's not specific to the story that I'm telling about this part of their lives. And so in that kind of way, I feel like this one right now has much more of a chance of getting attention um, mm-hmm. and potentially like, if I'm happy with it, I would maybe approach publishers but I don't think that other one would have a shot, even though I think it's equally valid as a book. I just, you know, maybe 10 years ago, it would have had way more chance, but now it's like, everything's about, you know, other, other things are way more important. Yeah. Character diversity. Yeah. Yeah. So um, those are the two main writing projects. And then I have a short film that I'm currently like shooting at the moment that I hope to finish at some point over the course of the year. And then just heaps of other like little projects like a skate documentary that I'll be directing in the summer and things like that. So yeah, we'll just see how much you can get done this year. <laughs> yeah. And then I need to find out how to promote the two years till Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Very busy. Yeah. We'll see if I actually do it all. <laughs> <laughs> Try your best. Anyway, so where can people find your book two years till Thursday if they want to have a read of some of your, I'm say, hopeless romantic experiences <laughs> that you've had? Yeah, so I've just self-published it on the Amazon platform. So just whatever is the closest Amazon, I guess, store online to you. Usually it will just be your own country. So yeah, and then I also have put it on the Kindle format there. And I was talking to someone just over the like New Year break, and they were like, oh, I don't read, but if you had an audiobook, I'd definitely listen to it. So I've been thinking, oh, it'd be quite fun to actually record an audiobook and then get, like, actor friends to, like, read the parts in the book that are transcripts of emails and text messages from the other characters. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. I think that would be quite, like, funny to listen to and have, like, the actual (laughs) sound effects, like, of the text coming in and then a woman's voice, like, reading it and stuff like that in the kind of way that I interpreted them to be reading it. So I'm thinking of doing that and that's why I'm even hesitant about starting the promotion because I'm like maybe I'll wait till I actually have an audiobook kindle and a paperback so that if I do put in an effort to promote it properly that all three platforms are available all three like versions are available so if I manage to get some traffic then no one would be like oh I came to this but I wanted this one and it wasn't available yet which is the audiobook so yeah I'm still I think I'm going to do it. I think I've pretty much decided that I will record that, but who knows when that's actually going to get done. Will you be the the main narrator or are you going to get someone else to be you? If I got someone else who was like a better like voiceover person, it would just be so exhausting getting them to read it in the way that I want them to read it because it's very like emo. So it would be like, I, I know that like, even though I wouldn't, I would be quite cringe about my own voice. It would just be like 20 times less of work if I just did it myself. Cause I know exactly how I, I wrote it. So I know. Totally how understand to that. Uh, you know, people have asked, I think about when rain falls audio and I'm like, Oh, well, we're going to have to get like six different people they all right, have to be New Zealanders because yeah. <laughs> that's going to be because <laughs> that's going to be a bit strange if they're not New Zealanders. Like that would weird me out. So they have to have New Zealand accents. <laughs> and then you're like, you know, you think about hiring people, and it, it just gets kind of complicated. I'm like, yeah, if we can just rope in a few people, 
then you've got to have the sound equipment too. So, <laughs> but yes. Is there anything else that we haven't covered that you would like to talk about? No, I think we, we talked about a bunch of stuff. It was good to have an actual like uh, conversation or interview about writing process because I don't really have like writer friends so much as actor friends and film people. So it's not something, not a topic of conversation that I usually have. Yeah, well, it's definitely been enjoyable to have you on the show. So thank you very much for uh, being here today. No worries. It's been fun. Thank you. If you want to be uh, featured on an author spotlight section, just like Kendall has, um, you can head over to our website, lindesoncreations.com and just hover your mouse over the podcast tab and you'll have uh, an application form that you can fill out. Okay. And next time on Dear Writer, it's another Talking Shop episode where we have a chat about the resources that we are currently using to better our writing. And if you'd like to know more about us and any of our writing projects, you can visit our website, lindersoncreations.com or get in contact with us on Facebook or Instagram under the handle Lindison Creation. If you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on your podcatcher of choice and we'll be back next week. Happy writing, everyone. <laughs>